no better way to get better at football than playing football. So, like, you know. Taylor's going to finish it! I've always been confident in my abilities. I think, you know, I'm a guy that can go out there and I always believe in myself that I'm going to get open and, and make the play if they throw me the ball. The third. Right, end zone shot for Pierce. He caught it! Oh, what a Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Colts Cast, part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. We're here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. My name is Eric Smith, co-host of the Colts Cast. Alongside me, as always, <laughs> <laughs> you're right, man. It's a long day today. <laughs> uh, before we hit the record button, we we were going over some jokes. It, it, <laughs> I, I can't stop laughing every time I look at Jamal. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here. What up, what up? Hey, Colts Nation, man. I got to get my room cleaned up. I got bags back here. I wore a different pair of shoes the other day, so I had to take them off my pedestal. We got to get back cleaned up. Yeah, you definitely got to clean that up. Look, if you're on YouTube, go ahead and read that uh, bell right down. I, I know you see it. It's that subscribe button, you know, like, comment, all of that. Show the support for us, guys. We love it. We love to hear from what you guys and girls got to say. And guys, it's completely free. And gals, look, <clears throat> this is how I'm going to start this off. This is how I'm going to start this off. Because y'all y'all already know what the episode title name is. You see the thumbnail if you're on YouTube. Look, in my best Max Kellerman expression, guys, let me know if you get this reference. Of everyone in the NFL draft, number four pick, the fate of the Colts organization on the line. The Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth. Got to make the fourth quarter comeback. I want Will Levis. As my starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, stop making me laugh, man. I'm just sitting here. I'm not doing nothing. He uh, he he famously said that for I think he said Andre Iguodala over Steph Curry for who he wants to take the last shot. Oh, it's a, it's an infamous quote by Max Kellerman. Anyway, look, we're talking about Will Levis today. We have to talk about it. It's a real possibility. No matter how you slice it, the Colts cast remains open-minded and level-headed throughout. If you don't want to hear anything about Levis today, go ahead and turn the episode off. (laughs) But if you're interested in doing your homework with us, stay tuned, boys and girls. But then again, why would you have tuned into us in the first place? So today, going to make that case for Will Levis, who I think has taken the title of the most polarizing prospect, quarterback prospect in this year's draft. Just like all the other cases, we're here to sell you on Levis. Think of us as cars salesmen this episode, Jamal. Where should we start first? Yeah. Mm. I was thinking, I was thinking, let's start with the strategic additions to his coffee. Mayo in the coffee oh is undefeated. <laughs> Only an elite quarterback can do that, right? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, if you want to call that elite. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, let, let's start. Let's just start with the size. Look, 6'4, 230 pounds. Hand size, 10 and 5 eighths. Look, that's <laughs> passes the eye test with beauty. And, yeah, and, and he picked up weight since December, too. What did he pick up, like eight or, seven or eight pounds or something like that? I mean, did he? Yeah, he wasn't at 230. He was like 226 before or something okay. a little lower than that. I thought yeah. he was always 230. So he nah, picked he's, up he's beefed pounds. up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he shredded. He's, he looks ripped. Yeah. yeah, that type of build, I think that's what every scout and evaluator wants. I just need every... Colts fan to realize he has that elite size just like Richardson. They're in the same tier in terms of size and build. They really are. I, I think Richardson is just an alien when it comes to his athleticism. Um, Levis is still an exceptional runner, too. Very mobile. 
go go watch that game against Louisville in 2021. He was incredible on the ground. I think he had like four touchdowns rushing. Uh, it was something crazy. But the one play I'm thinking of is when he juked a linebacker out and then hurdled a defensive back all on the same play. Might not sound like a lot, but that's your quarterback doing that in in, in the open field. Look, playbook's going to open up with him. Zone reads, QB powers, all that, all that, all that jazz. So, boom, we got a check mark for like a lot of things right now. And Will Levis, let's talk about his his physicality. Um, he he can zip it. He threw the ball at I think fifty nine miles per hour at the combine. That's fast. So he 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 can zip it. You know, remember when Matt Ryan had those like <laughs> those little noodle twenty mile mile per hour throws? <laughs> you know, you wished it got there a second sooner so the defender couldn't make a play on the ball. Well, you don't have to worry about that with Levis. I think that's actually one of his cons. Like he he needs to add more touch to to those short passes where you know he's not just bullying in it there. Like he you need to hit it, hit the receiver with stride, things like that. So that's a con that can be fixed. So between him and Richardson, I, I'm not sure who has the edge in arm strength. What I can tell you is they are also on the same level. An absolute cannon. The ball just explodes out of his hands. Jamal, I know you saw it at the combine. I know you saw it at the pro day. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, it was kind of funny uh, or fun, I should say, to watch him throw as pro day, especially because when you go back and watch film, it was hard to see this in at the combine just because I was in the stands. But watching the pro day on TV, I mean, like you mentioned, Eric, this dude was just flicking his wrists like it was it was effortless. There was it was a fall through there, obviously, but mostly it was just like a pop in his wrist and the ball was just darting out his hand like 100 miles an hour. And again, like you mentioned, that is something we want to work on. If, uh, if a receiver is going to sit down on a, you know, um, on a route, then sure, we want that. But if they're in straw, we definitely want to fix that. But I mean, just the sheer ability to not have your feet planted and just flick your wrist and it just goes where you want it to with that speed and that force. Uh, that's that's impressive. Yeah. Just that fluid throwing mechanic that he can just whoop. But yeah, I I mean, check mark on, you know, the physical traits. I think they're all there. Um, he's got arm talent, strength, all of that. I don't think anyone's questioning that. But let, let's talk about some more pros. So let's talk about his college experience. His days at Kentucky, not Penn State. That pro style offense Kentucky ran. Let's really talk about why this is important. Will Levis played under offensive coordinators Liam Cohen and Rich Scangarello. Both coordinators had NFL experience before coming to Kentucky. Both branched off that Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan tree. What does that mean? They have brought that pro-style offense to Kentucky. Look, we, we're going to you know, put a focal point. So that you know, that, this was their scheme. We're going to put a focal point on the run game and use the passing game as an addition. Run to set up the pass, I think, is what a lot of people call it. Scheming players in the open space, making your pass catchers make the play, taking snaps on their center, things like that. A lot of college football teams will just run shotgun all the time and and just college, college level offense, um, which it works in college, doesn't work in the NFL. Um, Kentucky, the the passing game in Kentucky, it it utilized a lot of play action, a lot of pre-snap motion. You know, assessing what's in front of him at the line of scrimmage. You know, he had to make protection checks. You don't hear that a lot. Uh, usually the center's doing that a lot. Or he calls pre-snap. 
you know, or, or he makes calls pre-snap <clears throat> to make the best play. You know, guess who that reminds me of? Guess who, who that? that? I, just the last two franchise quarterbacks the Indianapolis Colts <laughs> had, Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning, both of them commanded the offense. Both of them controlled the bulk of the offense. So all that reads to me as a player who potentially, potentially, could be inserted day one if needed. He has that transferable experience. I don't know if you want to say anything about that, Jamal, but like, I mean, to me, like, just being in that pro style offense is is very beneficial. Like, he's just going to be able to tra- uh, just be able to get into the NFL groove a little easier than a lot of these other quarterbacks. Um, I I think he has a lot of experience under center. That's really good. Um, that, to me, that that that's a big pro. Yeah, it's definitely a big pro. And I'll, I'll venture to say it's probably one of the reasons he left Penn State to come to Kentucky to get that exposure and something like that. You know, I mean, you got a chance to work with two solid um, offense coordinators. And and we think about the weapons we have here in Indianapolis. JT, more specifically, is what I'm talking about in the backfield. We need somebody who can be under center. We don't always want to be in shock. And I think we got really one dimensional this past season when we look at film of Matt Ryan. Either A, we knew he was in shotgun because he wasn't going to be able to back up quick enough, or B, if he was under center, he was getting hit immediately. So we're finally going to have a chance to, well, I shouldn't say going to have a chance, but we would potentially have a chance to have a quarterback who can still be under center or in that shotgun you know, formation and and still ball out the way he needs to. And you're right, his reads have been solid, um, and, and there's nothing better, I'm sure, for a center than your quarterback being up there helping read the coverages because the center already has a lot on his plate. You know, they're trying to remember snap count, take care of reads, shuffle to get around the, around the line. So when you have something that can be taken off your shoulders like that read, or if you have both of them who can make reads, one person can see something that the next isn't. So it it is always nice to have that in your back pocket. Well, it's not only that, like centers, they're, they're down on the ground and a three point stance or something like that. And, and a quarterback can survey the entire field. I I don't think a center can do that as effective. So, right. You know, having the quarterback be able to call out protections and what's needed, you know, for the play from what they see. I, I think that's important. That's important experience. And the fact that he might have to do that in Shane Steichen's system. I just, I just think that's really good to have. You know, let's not forget Levis was battered with injuries in 2022. Numerous injuries. Ankle, finger, his left shoulder. Against Ole Miss, he dislocated his middle finger. I don't know if y'all saw it, but there was a picture that was going around that game on social media. I mean, it looked terrible. It was gruesome. And yet he stayed in the game. Then in that same game, he sustained an ankle injury. Didn't even hear a word about it until the week when he missed the matchup with South Carolina. (laughs) Against Mississippi State, he went down with a left shoulder injury. Ran back to the locker room in pain. One defensive drive later, the man is back out there warming up. He's on the field the next offensive drive. After the game, and I quote, got the magic shot and got back out there. It's my left shoulder, so who cares? Dude talking about his body part like his toilet paper. <laughs> he did not. I mean, it's right. It's, it's not his throwing shoulder. So, like, yeah, who cares? Like, I'm going to still be able to ball out. So you want to talk about a characteristic a QB should have, that physical toughness? He has that, no doubt, right? 100%. I mean, you you can't make that up. 
Um, obviously, we don't want your you know our quarterback going out there getting hit big every single play. And in a real life scenario, we don't want him to have to come back after these injuries, multiple injuries in one game. But yeah, dude, that just goes back to what you mentioned about being 6'4", 230 pounds. When you're that big, I mean, you this dude is he's just next level. He, his his size takes up. He can he can take a hit. He's Damn. not afraid to take a hit. And that's that's huge, you know. Of again, when, when you, and I always think it's funny because, of course, quarterbacks and they're younger, the bigger ones, they always you know want to go up and size up the hits. And as they get older, of course, you kind of progress away from that. But I mean, if I'm a linebacker, I don't know that I'm going to want to run my full speed at a dude who's running downhill at me. So I mean, you can intimidate a lot of people, and I'm sure that's what he he tries to do. You know, every single time he gets the ball and scrambles, or if he's in the backfield just running around. So he ain't afraid to take a hit, and that that's the. That's what the Colts need is someone who's not afraid to take it, who's not going to just collapse in the back of the pocket when something doesn't go their way. Yeah, he uh, like he he will stand there and deliver a strike if needed with rushers coming right at him. He's also got that pocket poise, man. Like Levis checks a lot of boxes. I, I don't know. I don't know the hate around him. It must have started with like when he ate a whole banana without feeling it <laughs> or that mayo and the coffee thing. I don't know what it is like he doesn't have extreme numbers at Kentucky, at least in his 2022 season. Um, I don't know. I like would you bet on him? I I, I think uh, <laughs> a few months ago we would have bet on him potentially to be the number one pick. I saw him in a lot of mock drafts mm-hmm. getting drafted at one. Not mm-hmm. a lot. A few. Let me let me stop lying. It was a few mock drafts where I actually saw him getting taken one. Um, of course, he fell because a lot of others rose. Um, but what what do you think those odds are like on 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 a sports book? I I would probably think if it was on DraftKings, it'd probably be come to the Colts probably plus plus eight hundred. I'll probably to, think to get drafted by the Colts. To get drafted by the Colts? Yeah, I would say that. Um, I would that I would take that immediately. Yeah, <laughs> we have to entertain that and look that up later. But while we're on the topic of drafting, let's go ahead and get into some some more tournaments. Uh, so the biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and all the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just five dollars on any pregame money line and bet and score one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check out DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. Now, Eric, I I want to bet on Carolina's girls, but I think that was like the money line is like minus eight hundred, so the spread is like eleven and a half. <laughs> um, so maybe Caitlin Clark, dude, it is nuts. It is nuts. I didn't expect to see that, especially against Caitlin Clark, but yeah. something's going on. Um, but the call, you know, go ahead and download DraftKings Sportsbook app app now and sign up with code TPPN. Right now, new customers can bet five dollars on any pregame money line bet and get one hundred dollars, one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, Eric, I know you're just talking about some bets on them. Um, you know, we 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 got to be real here. We we got to talk about some of the some of the concerns. So these are some concerns I'm willing to bet that Colts could fix. Some of the things I did notice with Levis over you know over watching film on him and just some of his history. He's not the best at reading coverage. I've seen him throwing some really tight windows sometimes, and I've even seen him you know kind of misjudge his throws. 
But I say that because these are things that are taught at the next level. Of course, we would love to see every quarterback come out of college, being able to read every single defense, be able to make the perfect throw. But what I like about him is he's a daredevil with it. He is not afraid to to still try to get that in there. None. Do I want him throwing in triple coverage? God no. However, I you know when we got a chance for Alec Pierce fifty fifty ball, like I want to see him to you know launch that ball. And just because we see we see you know he's he's getting hung up with the cornerback, Alec Pierce getting hung with the cornerback. I still want to see Levis give that a shot. So I, I think that's something where he can just improve his game. Um, you know, I know he stares down players quite a bit as well. His stares on wide receivers, which can kind of give a jump for a safety to step down. But again, even with that, we want to correct that, go through your full progressions. But again, Eric, when he's launching the ball, what, 59 miles an hour, you can stare down somebody. But if you can get the ball there quicker than the next person, don't matter. I mean, it gets there. It gets there. That is true. I I can't lie about that. And what better coach to be under than Shane Steichen? Like, right. If, if, Look, if you trust Shane Steichen to develop Anthony Richardson, what's stopping you now with Will Levis? What have you seen? Because Will Levis has more experience. I mean, I think Richardson only has 13 games to his belt, mm-hmm. if that. I think he's he's right there with, like, Trey Lance or – yeah, I'm trying to think of somebody who's who's very inexperienced. But, like, Trey Lance. So, so Levis has had another year under his belt, and, like, I don't know. We talk about like his injuries and how it happened. He got pressured a lot in 2022. Like he, sure, you could say, yo, he could pressure or he could process more quickly. Maybe recoverage is better. But the amount of pressure he faced with that offensive line in front of him, it was it was unheard of. Like according to P- PFF, Pro Football Focus, he was under pressure on 37.8 percent of his dropbacks. That's con- compared to the FBS average of 31.4%. So he didn't even have an average offensive line ahead of him, if you look at that statistic. He's also had a different offensive coordinator every year. You know, Rich Scandarello, he, he came in in 2022, changed everything up. Not changed everything up, but it's a new system. Um, you know, he was way better in Cohen's system in 2021. He also had Wandale Robinson. You guys know who that is in 2021, who was freaking amazing for them. Like, that's why he's in the NFL now, playing for the Giants. A little injured, though. But over 1,300 receiving yards with seven touchdowns. That's in college. They play like 12 games. <laughs> Look, what happened this past year? Barry and Brown led the Wildcats. With a little over 600 receiving yards. A little different. A little different talent level out there. So the talent level went down around him. He had a lot of injuries that he played through. The offensive system changed. I think he deserves a little break there. To me. To me. Look. <laughs> to me. No, that that's fair. That's fair. I mean, you got you to gotta give him... A bit of a break with that because I, I mean, listen, we anybody in Colts Nation, we have seen we're going to go on our eighth or ninth quarterback starting force, dude. So we we understand we understand that that turnover. So we got to give somebody a break. If you're going to be willing to give Philip Rivers a break, give Carson Wentz a break, give Matt Ryan a break, all these people. You got to give a chance to give someone like Will Levis a break as well, because he still managed to to try his hardest, even with the cards he was dealt. 
No one wants to have a new coordinator. No one wants to have a, sh- a sloppy O-line come in there. So he should definitely be able to work just fine with our O-line if that's the case. But these things happen. I mean, it's, it's just it's just the way the game is. So seeing someone who has kind of had that adversity and, and had a chance to work in it, and I'm not saying be successful, but have a chance to work in it, it builds that inner drive. You don't, you can't get comfortable with anything because you know at any second it can change. So, mm. I mean, that's 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 worthy for me. Yeah, like the way you put that. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out another interesting stat. Might not be as beneficial, but I don't know. It's not a negative. So JJ Watt, he said the single most difficult play to stop for one yard or less, without a doubt, is the QB sneak. Well, guess what? Dude is a god at QB sneaks. I don't think he failed to convert once last year. Mm. I, I I might need to check on that, but I think it was over like 20 attempts. I don't think he he might have missed one or two, but look, you're telling me every fourth down, fourth and one, got that QB sneak going, you got that push, and he he knows how to maneuver that. Nah, that's impressive to me. And and while we're on the topic of that, let's go ahead and bring in the Eagles to this conversation because we have Shane Sykin now. We're talking about the Eagles who converted 90.5%, 29 of 32 of their QB sneaks in 2022. That That's just icing on the cake right there. You got somebody who's been doing it in college. You got a coach who's been doing it in the league, put them together. It's, it's there. That's important. Like, you know, third down. It's not going to be third down territory. It's going to mm-hmm. be four down territory with us a lot. Like mm-hmm. if we got that one yard to go, look, we got another set of downs. We got a high percentage play. I don't understand how like that's why I don't understand the Broncos. Like they put they put <laughs> Russell Wilson in shotgun on fourth and one or fourth and inches. <laughs> I didn't I didn't understand hacking. But look, it, it we got QB sneak ready to go. Boom, another set of downs. That's all I'm saying. It, it's it's a minor minor benefit, but look. We're trying to cover everything that's great about mm-hmm. Levis. So look, he he can get better. Levis, by no means, you know, really lit it up in any game last year. He threw over 300 passing yards in, in, in like three games. He can get more consistent. Like we've seen his highs, we've seen his lows. Sure, we, we need a middle of that and way more highs and better processing, decision making, things you were talking about earlier. But look. There, there's only 32 NFL teams. 95% of the time, you need a top 10 QB to contend for a Super Bowl. If you believe Shane Steichen can mold Richardson, can mold Hendon Hooker to a great quarterback, you need to think the same for Will Levis. He has the upside with this arm talent. The, the, he can make off-platform throws. He can release his great physical build, toughness, all that, so forth, you know. That's why I think Colts Nation, like on draft night, if we do end up drafting him, we should not be sad. We should be yeah, happy. Embrace it. Embrace that. Yeah. yeah. Look, we, we get Levis, Richardson. We're like, all right, we got a high upside guy. We just need that void to be filled. You know, we need the coaches to coach him up. Um, I we we need good mentors, like things like that. Like you should be exciting. A, you should be excited about a high ceiling prospect like that. Because it doesn't get higher than Richardson and Levis. It really doesn't. Um, you know, Bryce Young, he's he's constrained to that size. Like his his high is Drew Brees. And and it's it's gonna be really tough to get there because how many Drew Brees do you know? <laughs> Not a lot. Not a lot. And he's actually very lighter, but you know, CJ Stroud, you know, what what can he do when 
when pressure's on him. He he's not as athletic as Richardson or Levis, so he's not as big either. He's big. He's not that big. So you you talk about high ceiling, high upside. You, you got Levis and Richardson. They're right there, but they they are very <laughs> they're they're bus worthy. They can bust. It can happen. But so can a lot of these other quarterbacks, man. Look, he's he's not a Zach Wilson 2.0 that people have been talking about. Let's <laughs> wait to see that's gonna come up. You know, I to me he's not. Like he 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 will uplift the locker room. Like he 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 can have the locker room. He has that competitive nature. He's a hard worker. Like I we haven't even talked about his work ethic. His coaches have said great things about him. That that's something you can't teach. That's that's that intangible. All that sets him apart from Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson was, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> look, <laughs> what you mean, man? That, Zach, Zach Wilson next. was the worst starting quarterback in the NFL last year. It it's just a fact. Just, <laughs> and he about he about to make Aaron Rodgers' life hell, bro. Don't don't worry about him. I know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, man, I I sign us. <laughs> I would also think with Levis too. I mean, obviously, I'm sure he knows he didn't have the greatest um, combine day. Of course, he had to come out on pro day and show out. And and I would like to think that if anything, I mean, that would put a little chip on his shoulder. Uh, you know, he wants to he wants to go out and show these teams that that he has what it takes because no one no one as a, any player who's going to the league wants their draft capital to go down. You know, you don't want your stock to go down. So that's kind of a and I'm not saying that he didn't deserve it, but it's kind of a, to me, if I were him, it'll be a smack in the face to me. I didn't perform the way I should have. Now my future is in jeopardy. So that's going to bring even more of that, that killer instinct in me, especially someone who already has all the, the attributes. He doesn't have to he doesn't have to go, you know, go work out in the gym as hard as a Bryce Young is going to or these other guys because he already has that physical ability to be, you know, this huge monster on the field. Now he just has to get the mental right and show why why he personally thinks that he should have been drafted wherever it is supposed to be and lead that team to success. So, I mean, if anything, I I, I think that the chip on the shoulder he should have from potential draft stock going down a little bit, I mean, it should only benefit you. Yeah, it, it's going to be funny because this is exactly – I'm not saying he's going to be Josh Allen, but when the Bills drafted Josh Allen at seventh overall – Boy, <laughs> you should have saw those fans. They thought the world was <laughs> ending. They said, I can't believe we screwed up again. We're set another five years back. They said all this crud, and look look where they're at now. They're relevant. Bills haven't been relevant in years, in decades. And you bring Josh Allen there. You bring Sean McDermott. Like, things changed, and he developed because like his first two years – they were bad. Like his first year, it was really bad. They were like, man, all right, he might be a bust. Second year, got better, still bad. Third year, breakout year, boom, Josh Allen is Josh Allen. So that's all to say, like, it it can happen, man. We, we can find ourselves a, a nice prospect at number four that's going to develop into a great quarterback. And that that goes for Richardson, that goes for Levis, that goes for even Hooker, like that goes for Stroud and and Young. They they could also bust too. That there is yeah. no one hundred percent success sure. rate, and when you draft a quarterback, for sure, there's not a lot of franchise quarterbacks. And yeah, 
And I think there are not a lot of teams who have just small missing pieces to the puzzle like the Colts do. You know, the, the Colts don't you're, we're, we're not talking like the Colts are the worst team ever. You know, what I mean, like we, we have like pieces. It. it feels like it, hundred, especially after what happened last year. But we just got a couple pieces of the puzzles. You got a quarterback, the most important you know person, arguably Jonathan Taylor. You know, you can you can say he's he's up there he's right with the quarterback, him being back healthy. We got, you know, we got to just get our defense has been playing well. Of course, we lost some pieces, but there are small things. I feel like the Colts is not an organization. We, head coaching wise, you know, we need to get that cleaned up a little bit. The Colts are an organization who's just been pity patting around like the Texans or these other guys where where you know it's just been like a mess year after year after year after year. Historically, the Colts have not been that bad of a team. They just went through this crazy patch of five years of. We don't know what quarterback to, to do because we're still lost from Andrew Luck leaving. And now you get a chance to fix that problem. And, and yeah, that Andrew Luck retiring, I mean, that was unprecedented. You don't see yeah. that. Yeah. Like, no, no other organization has been hit with something like that. That's exactly. that's something hard to really recover from. And now we finally have a chance. But I think we're really picky with our quarterbacks right now as mm-hmm. as as Colts fans. Like we've gotten two of the best like that we've seen. And yeah. generations, so it's it's tough to live up to ex- expectations like that. But look, it I believe in Ballard. Uh, Ooh, no, that's we, a tough thing to say. I don't. I can't say that yet. We we Kudos were kind. We were kind of look. We were kind of low on him just off what happened. I I think we were just all angry about this this losing season we had. But like people spoke very highly of Chris Ballard before this season started before 2022 we were like Chris Ballard he's he's been on a roll yeah we're doing this quarterback carousel but look at all these all pros these these pro bowlers we've drafted so like I gotta believe that he puts his quarterback evaluation hat on he's got Shane Steichen in the house now Jim Bob Cooter all these people who've had you know quarterback coaching experience let's find our guy Let's get this right. I appreciate you speaking for Colts Nation, but I can't. I can't agree with that. We. I'm still. I'm still not sold on him yet. His back I mean, is against the wall, and he ain't have a choice but this year but to make changes. So he's finally starting to do. He's growing a pair of balls and starting to make some changes. I. I, I got to see to the end of this season, and then I can say we. But until then, you and you and everybody else who can be a part of that we. Power to y'all, but I mean, I'm not it, part of that week. If the, he don't get it right now, I mean, he yeah. out the doors. So. No, I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it. Even with even with it not happening this year, I guarantee Jim Irsay will be like, "You're still here, man. Don't worry about it. We'll figure it out next year." He ain't going anywhere. We'll see. Not we'll see. Three years in the Shane's uh, tenure, then maybe he'll go somewhere, but not after one year. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, okay, I kind of agree with you that maybe not. Huh? We'll see though. We'll see for sure. Definitely crazy thing to shake up last year you're right but that that is our case on will levis you know guys let's let's be open-minded let's try to work this through um we, we could end up with him we could end up with richardson shoot we could end up with like a cornerback we don't know what's gonna happen but we do know we're very hopeful and that's our case for will levis that's gonna be it for us everyone thank you for listening to Colts cast today we're live on apple podcast spotify youtube or any platform you can listen to podcasts We'll be back next time to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Take care. Yeah, take care. Have a good weekend.